0: My name is Jenna, and I am to podcasting what Brent is to sobriety, which is. Not great. <laughs> yeah. Not great with it.
1: I thought not very good at it was the, uh, the implication.
0: <laughs> it was a burn on both of us. It oh. felt more fair that way.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Welcome to Fandelights, the weekly podcast where Brent and I read the Animorph books and talk through them. Hey, shit is popping up. Off! Mm. It is Book 45, The Revelation, and it is coming at you fast. Yes. Marco's dad revealed to him and Marco's stepmom Nora that his engineering team has found a way to contact Z Space, a discovery that puts him in the crosshairs of the Yurks. He's lured to the house of a co-worker, now a host, and almost made a host himself when Marco impulsively saves him. They are on the run, and Nora is made a host. With the help of the Chi, he and Marco fake their deaths. With Axe's help, Marco's dad makes a Z-Space communicator and they spy on the Yurks, learning that Vizzer-1 is being executed by starvation in the Yurk pool. The gang stages a daring rescue attempt that manages to save Ava and kill Vizzer-1. Ava and Marco's dad are reunited and go to live in the Free hork colony. Axe is able to use the Z-Space communicator to connect with the Andalite forces. The book ends with Jake making contact.
1: Before we before we really get started, uh, this book was ghostwritten by Ellen Garou, who also wrote 33, 41, 43, and 47. You may know her as the person who keeps bringing Taylor back into the mix. Uh, <laughs> mm. Taylor does not feature into this book, and man, let me tell you, uh, this is an excellent book. <sighs> good A-plus work, Ellen.
0: It's so good. It really puts a fine point on how many filler books we ha- have had. Like the last 20 books or so? Because things happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, I was thinking while reading this that it's been for a while kind of in a sitcom style holding pattern where everything Mm. basically returns to the status quo at the end of the episode. And now we're getting more in the serial storytelling format where shit's happening and there's no going back from it.
0: Yes, I'm so glad the shit is popping off. We're in the last, this is the last 10 books now. And it's finally happening the series is finally going forward
1: it's really exciting
0: i'm so happy first before we get into it i want to clarify we're gonna call marco's dad peter because when i looked it up on the seropedia that's what it said his name is we haven't actually gotten that information anywhere in the books but we we cheated
1: you looked it up on the seropedia did you grandma
0: i did what did i did i say the seropedia and are you making fun of me because
1: of that (laughs) yes i absolutely am
0: I looked at I I googled it on the ceropedia mhm mhm and it said his name was Peter. And it also said, fuck you, Brent.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I have, to, I, <laughs> I have to have my grandkids Google stuff for me on the Seropedia when I need it done. <laughs> and they, they just send the info to me on a postcard. I, I don't know how computers work.
0: <laughs> That's the funniest possible thing. I'm going to do that. To, I'm going to do that to you, I think. I'm going to put a Google result on a postcard and send it to you. It's going to be a sick burn. It's going to be the definition of sobriety. Hey, call back.
1: I'm going to fucking frame that. Although, really, you probably should use the Urban Dictionary. You should do a Google for sobriety on the Urban Dictionary.
0: God, I worry. Is it something very good?
1: I have no idea. It just seems like you're definitely going to get a punchier response than on the Google.
0: (laughs) It just says... That you are to that as I am to podcasting. That's weird. I Google. Oh, I, I Googled it right now on the Urban Dictionary. Oh my goodness! Wow, somebody's just really good at editing.
1: It's a fair cop, but I blame Angry Area on Twitter.
0: <laughs> so God, this book, Brent. I'm so I'm just so happy that yeah, things are changing because it, it, shit goes bad immediately. I did not think Marco was gonna save his dad. I thought Marco. I thought Peter was just gonna be, become a host. And they were just going to sort of keep trucking on. But boy, does Marco not let that happen.
1: I think at this point, Marco has made the quote unquote smart choice so often, and it has mm. never fucking worked. All it's brought him <laughs> is more pain. That yeah. This time he's just sort of subconsciously going, you know what? Fuck it. I already had to resign to killing my mom and resign myself to letting her stay a controller Mm -hmm. I just I'm not gonna fucking do it anymore
0: yeah I respect that I think he made the right choice
1: I do too and this is the second book in a row actually uh, that somebody has basically thought to themselves what would Rachel do and then did that (laughs) yeah
0: that's how we know we're in the fucking endgame nobody's fucking around anymore Mm -hmm. they're all like god Rachel would really fuck this up let's let's get it done
1: this is so much what Rachel would do that she shows up to (laughs) help him do it
0: (laughs) as if Summoned as if uh, apparating out of the the ether to have his back. It's so good.
1: Mm, it is. She she shows up and helps him out, and then just like doesn't judge his choice.
0: No, she's on board. And I mean, I think Rachel would if if she were in the situation, this is exactly what she would have done.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
0: We also get an iconic marco moment and i'm so glad we talked about how marco's thing is doing bad driving in the last episode because <laughs> <that is laughs> he's at it again marco's at it again he and uh, his dad well basically marco as a bear m- no marco is a gorilla rachel as a bear and peter get into a car and peter isn't driving fast enough because he's freaking out i don't and think marco's rachel was like, in
1: the car with them
0: Ah, uh, what? Oh maybe yeah, you're right. She she veiled on her own. Maybe I just liked the idea of a bear in the backseat of a car.
1: Yeah, very, very circus-esque.
0: Yeah. But Peter isn't going fast enough, so Marco just like takes the wheel and slams his gorilla foot down on his dad's poor foot. <laughs> it's like this is how we do it. This is how the animorphs drive. Uh
1: and I know terrible driving is how we characterize Marco, but I'm gonna be real. <laughs> I don't think that I would be able to not just completely total the car that I'm in and flip it over across the median. Were I driving it and stepping on the gas from the opposite seat,
0: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I don't think I could manage that. So, like, props, Marco. <laughs> you've you've gotten enough terrible driving experience at this point that you can sort of action movie your way down the highway.
0: <laughs> he completed enough uh, grayscale tests to up his up his skill. <laughs>
1: He's, he's at five stars uh, somehow on his wanted meter.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I was very happy about that. Uh, Peter seems to have a kind of a shell-shocked reaction to everything, which is super fair. Yeah, understandable. Yeah, uh, and then they go and hang out with the Chi, which I think is a, is a good choice, because the, the Chi helped them fake their deaths.
1: A great danger to themselves, actually.
0: Yeah, which I thought was a really interesting sort of added note that wasn't necessary but did add a little bit of tension because they're they were sort of like the chi were like yeah we're gonna fake your deaths if if they fire on us and do a good job we might for real die <laughs> and i think mr king does get pretty pretty badly ro robo injured
1: <laughs> yes he is battle damage mr king after yeah. that encounter um, but as Eric points out, they're prohibited from doing violence, but there's nothing in their programming that prohibits them from dying.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is, oh my god, Bren, what a what a line, what a fucking line for Eric to just like casually drop on them.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Ugh. Speaking of the chi, there's part of this book where Peter. Uh, it, it has agreed to help Axe or have Axe help him build a Z space transponder and suggest that the Chi can bring them some parts. And Axe sort of says, Oh, yeah, they can't do that. Transporting communications technology that could be used for war or destruction is against their programming. I'm like, What? What? They are communications <laughs> technology. Like, they're carrying around China in their head constantly. And I don't. Like they can't have cell phones?
0: Oh, that's a good point. C- yeah, that's actually a very good point because that's going to look extremely suspicious as time goes on. I hadn't thought about cell phones, Brent.
1: What is even happening?
0: I almost never do because they're miserable.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, it it just it really made me think that the Chi need a a rabbinical style tradition of precedent based interpretation of their their non <laughs> programming. Um, because situations like this, well, it could be used for destruction and warfare, but in this situation, realistically, it's not.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, it's so many steps removed, because, I mean, knowledge is power, but is communication a weapon? I don't know about that.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I guess... Yeah, it's it's how many steps removed do they have to be before they just have to stand still and do nothing?
0: It's a good question. Is there a chance that they just fucking didn't want to?
1: I think Axe just wanted to put the brakes on this, maybe. <laughs> oh, because He's maybe. the one who said it. I think he just wanted to not find out how good <laughs> a Z-Space transponder the humans could build.
0: I actually really like that, because he is weirdly like... There's... He's so resistant to the idea that humans might have come up with this on their own. He's like, uh, no, you all had Yerk help. Clearly, obviously, you could you could not have done this on your own.
1: And and even after he finally admits that they came up with it on their own, he almost has to has to spit out the fact that it may be better than the Yerks version.
0: Yeah, because they like Axe couldn't make one because there weren't he didn't know how to make the Andalite version of it using Earth technology. But Markov's dad does because that's because they did. That's (laughs) what they did. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I really like that. Even if the translation chip on the communication device wasn't perfect, (laughs) it's still still a pretty good get.
1: Yeah, for sure. I thought it was interesting, though, that Axe, it was tough for him to admit (laughs) <laughs> that something was even more advanced than the Yerks' technology. Like, what's going on, dude? I get you saying, well, of course it's no Andalite version, but
0: <laughs> I mean, the Yurks pro- might have stolen theirs their version from the Andalites, so maybe that's he probably. Just... <laughs> He's just just a little just a little bit of a prissy boy.
1: There's a not insignificant portion of York technology that is implied to be Andalite technology, but with red LEDs soldered onto it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Marco is officially they're officially like on the run. I mean, I guess they're not on the run because the Yorks think they're dead. But yeah, they're they're out.
1: They're burned. They're out
0: of the public life. They got to keep a low burned. profile. Yeah. So that's. Exciting and scary.
1: I found it interesting because uh, for a little bit, Peter lives in the Cheese Underground um, Dog, dog park. park. Yeah, and they move him at some point to the Free Hork-Bajir Colony, and we'll circle back around to that in a second because I know oh, we're boy. we're both bursting to talk <laughs> about uh, that line.
0: <laughs>
1: but I don't know why you would pick the Free Hork-Bajir Colony over. The the Chi dog park.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of surprising, too, because I don't think that hork have, like, buildings.
1: Or, like, food for humans.
0: Or toilets or running water.
1: Mm-hmm, you're just living in the woods, like the Invincible Hammer Wheel, but without the crime-fighting.
0: Yeah, it seems like the dog park it is also full of dogs that you can pet and and literally nap with puppies.
1: Uh-huh, and uh, the Chi will bring you groceries?
0: Right? They have Oreos on stock. Oh. Like it's it does it seems weird. I don't know what the point of that really is.
1: I would definitely one hundred percent of the time choose the chi dog park.
0: Yeah, me too, absolutely. Maybe again, maybe the chi are just like we just don't fucking want you here.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. They're like, uh, we're we're not we're not an Airbnb, sir. <laughs> sir
0: Do you have somewhere else you could go? Like a colony that you, we can install you as the governor of? Did, in a you, way did you
1: put the empty carton of milk back in the fridge, dude?
0: <sighs> <laughs> Listen, I know your world's been turned upside down and you're pretty traumatized, but we've got just decency rules.
1: Peter's a terrible roommate. That's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Colony. Governor. What the fuck?
0: Oh, my God. Marco legitimately uses the word governor he's like he he's like okay what if we save my mom uh he peter and ava i'm just gonna install them as governors of the hork bajir colony and it's like dude no what
1: like the the hork have leaders you you know them you've met them yeah
0: you are friends with them
1: uh why did you just go full colonialist
0: it is a weird. it was a weird choice. It's a
1: bizarre aside that like there's no telegraphing of, and it never comes back up
0: and they they do go live in the Hork-Bajir colony, but I think I think they're just I think they just chill. I don't think they're making any uh, stabs at dictatorship.
1: I feel like Toby and me might have something to say to them if they were to try oh, yeah. and start being in charge.
0: I would hope so. I would hope she would put her foot down. So visitor one. Is to be executed. They don't specifically say why, but I think we have to assume it's because of whatever failure happened with the Anati system, right?
1: Either that or her patron on the Council of 13 has fallen out of favor and had to throw her <sighs> under the bus to save himself.
0: That is also very good. I kind of hope it's that, but I think it's probably the Anati.
1: It could be both. The Anadi system could be, could be why he's fallen out of favor. <laughs>
0: That's true. Yes, his whole his whole cell just comes tumbling down. Uh, but we get a good hero moment for Ava because they save her. Because and and as they're saving her, Visor One bails, and it it gets described as being like sh- like shriveled, mm-hmm. like visibly shriveled from Cadrona ray starvation.
1: The Visser 1 Yurk has already progressed pretty far on the path to Candrona starvation, which is the execution method that has been chosen. Um, So Visser Visser 3 has Ava and the Yurk inside her head staked out on the middle of one of the reinfestation piers in the Yurk pool so Mm -hmm. that the Yurk is starving to death, surrounded by Candrona. Which, yeah,
0: extra creepy. Mm,
1: you know that's a viscer Three innovation.
0: Oh, yeah. He's into it. We know he could have just sucked the Yurk out of Ava's head and been done with it. Yes. This is a spite. This is pure spite.
1: <laughs> Do you think that he's going to eat? That he was planning <gasps> to eat Ava after? <sighs> <sighs> just so that he can kind of have his boar and eat it, too?
0: <laughs> oh, Brent. Brent. Brent, what have you done? I mean... Yeah, yes. That's
1: sort of Viscer 3's jam.
0: Hey, (laughs) it's bread and butter, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I did not think that until you said it, but now I do think that, yes. (laughs) Horrible. But Ava, Ava, she gets the kill. Like, they marco's trying to kind of drag her away from viscer one even as viscer one is inching towards the pool yeah which she's, i think would have been a mistake to let her go yeah
1: well yes because viscer one the yurk knows knows mm-hmm. although too much as we've established everybody else in the yurk pool pretty much knows <laughs>
0: yeah that's true That's can't tell
1: viscer three <laughs>
0: Uh but I'm glad I'm glad Ava gets to kill her. Like I'm glad Ava does that.
1: There's a very tense little bit where like Marco and Rachel are back to back with Ava on the pier in between them uh getting chopped up by some <laughs> real beefy jacked horkvigier <laughs> who are part of an elite squad called the Blue Bands. Um Yeah. Which they're the
0: gaffinolins of the hork-bajir. They're super ripped.
1: They're they're Rob Liefeld <laughs> They're Yeah,
0: just
1: all glamour muscles, um, and lots, so many pouches. <laughs> the, the the blue band is just covered in pouches. <laughs> Uh, And she's just she's laying there screaming, kill it, kill it, kill it Uh, about the Yerk, understandably. And meanwhile, like Rachel has lost an arm and Marco is just trying to get all of them (laughs) like away from the danger. And she's pulling away like, no, we have to murder this Yerk." Yes. And she got it. And it was a good get.
0: And then like promptly passes out because her her human body is actually just like broken and bruised. Yeah.
1: Yeah, all that was keeping her going was her white-hot hate.
0: Yeah, which I get. I get, mm-hmm. and I respect it. And then Marco gets to reunite his family. His two, his mother and his father.
1: His father, who's in a very strange place, emotionally speaking, since he'd finally moved on and fallen in love with Nora, um, who Marco... Just kind of leaves hanging out in the gold. Marco yeah, makes the it, conscious decision to yeah. not try and rescue her before she gets infested.
0: Yeah, there's a moment where Marco's like, we could probably go back to the house. She might already be a controller, though. And just decides to not check. And of course, it, she is eventually made a host, but we don't know when. Yeah. And we don't know if, if he could have saved her.
1: And then Marco (sighs) does a really fucked up thing and tells his dad that Nora was probably a controller all along.
0: That is, that is some shit, Brent. (sighs) That is, that is, it's so much because, I mean, obviously things are so difficult for Peter because, as he says, he is in love with Nora. He has moved on from Ava, who he thought was dead.
1: But he's also still in love with Ava. Yeah. And neither Ava nor Nora agreed to be in a polycule.
0: That's true. But also, Ava is probably a much different person now. Yes. And there's no... It's a lot to assume that she would want to or be able to return to a committed relationship with Peter.
1: Well, that's Marco's plan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, it certainly is Marco's plan. Marco
1: has pulled a weird, twisted version of the parent trap here
0: oh my god yeah the most twisted version and poor nora i mean poor nora probably was not a a year coast this entire time
1: marco knows he as much as says (sighs) that he's lying to his dad about that and he at least feels bad about dooming her to that but that doesn't make it right that doesn't make it better
0: yeah and it just it really underscores how fucked up it is that he lies to his dad to sort of relieve his dad's inner turmoil
1: he, that's the fig leaf that he is holding up in front of it because there's no way that, that telling his dad that the 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 first relationship like <sighs> that his wife who he married has just been like faking the whole time
0: <laughs>
1: to, to get close to his research that's not going to make him feel better about the situation that's just going to fuck him up more
0: yeah, I think there will be that. There's a momentary relief where Peter can reach out to Ava and not feel overwhelmingly guilty, but that is gonna eat away at him uh, like like Visor Three with an and- Andalite. andelite. Yeah. it's gonna oh, eat away wow. at him. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: eat the ears first. Ah, <laughs> uh, this Andalite's hollow. Bullshit.
0: Oh. Not even filled with cream? What's the fucking point?
1: An <laughs> andalite cream egg.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it, what, what the lie does accomplish is to further Marco's agenda of getting his parents back together. Um Ugh. Which, like, Ugh. I, I get it, right? It's not like yeah. they broke up on purpose. Uh, an alien controlling his mom forced her to fake her death.
0: Uh, yeah i mean not a great situation
1: (laughs) but still it's like he's just like uh no you know this other person who seems pretty nice and yeah and my dad is in love with i she can she can just be a slave now i'm trading her i'm trading her for my mom
0: yeah pretty much pretty much it's what he does
1: and he really has no no right to make that sort of choice for Ava or Peter or Nora. And he's taking that on himself.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's an interesting dynamic that uh, sort of emerges between Peter and Marco in this book, because Peter is still Marco's dad. And there are, are moments where they sort of trade authority. So there's one moment I remember where a Peter, like, lays down his foot about something. I don't remember what even, but Marco has this moment where he's like, oh right, he's still my dad even though he's entirely out of his depths and when it comes to anamorph alien war things I have total authority. But it, it's interesting that we have Marco making this choice for Peter in a, in something that he doesn't really have the authority to do that on.
1: Yeah, it's it's not like the, the the alien war that is his war that he's been fighting and he knows about it. He's just like, yeah, but what if my mom and dad got back together, though?
0: Yeah. And that's heart-wrenching because he's, he's like 14. Yeah. And it's like if your parents are divorced at 14 and your rest of your life is miserable because you're fighting a secret war against aliens, like, sometimes you just want your parents to be together.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's not even like his parents got divorced. His... Like we said, an alien forced his mom to fake her death. And then his dad was real fucked up and broken for a while.
0: Yeah, a real long while.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, and that forced Margaret to grow up too fast. No, I I mean, I get this. It's just severely fucked up. Like, yeah, uh, like it's- so many situations in this book. Uh, <laughs> it is fucked up. And there is nobody that is completely blameless.
0: Yeah. And that's the sort of thing that you can get when you're finally ready to push the story forward. Because otherwise you just have a lot of sort of less compelling stories that act as filler. But now that shit's going real.
1: You have a lot of stories where Cassie beats herself up all book uh, away from the rest of the Animorphs. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) God. Over and over and over again.
1: Oh, man. Speaking of Cassie, uh, I did appreciate... There was. I know we we've talked about how the animorphs try not to do war crimes anymore, because <laughs> they did boil that.
0: Uh, they did. Yeah, they did boil they did that boil hot tub pool. Uh,
1: in early on, and then I don't think Jake would have chosen that. But but yeah, the bug fighter got stuck in the the main uh, Yerk pool, and the yeah. in order to get out, they had to essentially boil a bunch of Yerks.
0: Yeah, presumably to death. Presumably,
1: yeah. They don't really check. It's not really the point of the maneuver. They're not attempting to murder a bunch of yurks. They're just trying to escape from the yurk pool.
0: Yeah.
1: And Cassie's the one who turns away from the window because she understands what's happening. And wow.
0: Oof. I also thought that was an interesting moment because the recommendation to do that comes from Ava. And it's clear that she has retained... I mean, she probably knows a huge amount about the Yerk's forces and their plans and everything because she was fucking visor one. Yes. And and we, we know that there's a back and forth. Like she's she was still seeing and hearing out of her body's ears and eyes. So I'm really curious if moving forward she's gonna have a role to play as like the spy master or as like a, an informant.
1: I really hope at the very least they use her as an intelligence asset. Right? I.
0: It seems so useful. I sort of
1: suspect they won't.
0: I worry. I worry about that. But my hope is that, again, now that we're in in-game territory officially, that they might they might be able to commit to bigger concepts and bigger steps like that.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: I mean, this book does end with them. Jake officially makes contact with the Andalite main forces.
1: Yeah, I'm real curious to find out if they give a shit because they do not seem (laughs) to have so far
0: yeah they i mean we know they know Uh we know they know about the attack on earth they do not seem all that interested i'm kind of hoping that what happens is ava feeds them information off screen so that we know that she's being useful and using all of her insider info but we don't necessarily get bogged down by it
1: well we know that marco's like, frequently going to visit them at the colony because he's living in the Chi dog park. Presumably Marco is a better roommate than Peter.
0: <laughs> That's hard to believe. The Chi but...
1: don't seem too burned up about him living there. Maybe he just likes dogs more.
0: Maybe, yeah. Maybe Peter's like, no, we know he's not allergic. He fell asleep with some puppies. Oh, and
1: then he was like, shh, they're sleeping. So he's not yeah. a monster.
0: No. Maybe Ava's allergic. <laughs> what? And Maybe Ava's allergic, and Peter didn't want to be in the dog park without her, so he came and is living with her at the Hork-Bajir colonies.
1: Let's be real, though, if Ava's allergic, Marco told him to go to the Hork-Bajir colony and did not give him a reason, because...
0: Oh, <laughs> let's... yeah, that is what would happen.
1: I mean, that's... He, it is sort of... they they do say in this book, they send him to the Free Hork-Bajir colony, and I had a, I th- I had a thought about that for a second, like, man... It must be really difficult for Peter to just go hide out in this valley while his teenaged son puts his life at risk. And they don't tell him that they have the Eskifil device, presumably, or he might demand to go along.
0: That's a great point, Bryn. I hadn't even thought about that.
1: I can't imagine how difficult it must be for him to say, All right, Marco, go potentially die. to (sighs) rescue your mom, I'm gonna hang out here in the woods, I guess
0: yeah i'm i mean he is an engineer, so uh, maybe if, like they need him or or want him to keep doing z space work i mean it feels in, like in the
1: woods with <laughs> trees
0: he's gonna build a <laughs> z space
1: trebuchet that's like what he can do
0: would it lob like the extra animorph fat that gets stored in z space when they're in small morphs?
1: oh gross
0: yeah remember that the fat plant oh yeah the fatberg. Yeah, the fatberg. It lobs parts of the fatberg out of Z with just
1: an entire Tobias as a boy <laughs> sticking yeah. off the side of it.
0: But with the with a hawk cut out in like the chest area, mm-hmm. so that you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, but I mean, it, it. It. I feel like. I feel like Peter and Ava might have. God, this is going to be the worst thing I've ever said on the show. They might have value not as frontline soldiers, whereas these teens... Fuck. God, Brent, these books.
1: No, like, you're correct. (sighs) They have way more value... Well, Ava has way more value as an intelligence Mm. asset than she does as a soldier. I don't... I I guess Peter, probably because of his Z-space research, has more value in in a, a research and development position, but... Just from a human standpoint, it has to be extremely difficult for them to continually send their son out into harm's way yeah. while they are not.
0: Yeah, I assume Marco is just not going to tell them when he's going out. Like, I just assume he's just not going to l- keep them too well informed about all the bad things he's having to do, which is its own kind of sad.
1: Yeah, extremely so. What is the bit at the end of this book?
0: Oh God, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I read it and then immediately forgot about it because it did not make sense, nor did it fit in with the rest of this book. And I was just like, "Mm, Nope, it's not. I'm not storing that information.
1: Yeah, I want to know. I I assume that it will be explained in one of the upcoming books, but they sort of have this little this section separated off with different typography at the bottom that says we do not know. uh, We we do know who they are. Ellipses and then a couple empty lines. And we know you too, ellipses. And it is visually very distinct from the rest of the text, including the Andalites on the radio. It doesn't have the thought-speak carrots on either side. And it comes right after Jake says, this is Earth. So it doesn't really make sense, because that's what I thought at first was, oh, that's the the Z-space transponder. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: it doesn't make sense as a response, and the typography is different. And I want to know. I want to know, Jenna.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not it's not topography we've seen for any character. Like it's not the Illamist, it's not Krayak. Wait, what's it's? Yeah, it's not even those bullshit Dream Aliens, right?
1: Right, because it's it's separated by like uh, a a whole string of bold m dashes.
0: So that's real weird. I want to know. I don't know what to make of it, and it's a little frustrating. My, I do. You have like a guess of what you think it might be? Fuck, man. That we can record here and then be held accountable for later when we discover what it is. It is K. Applegate breaking the
1: fourth wall and speaking (gasps) to the reader.
0: Oh, you think it's K.A. and not Ellen Guru? Yes. Mm.
1: I think it's it's K.A. and in future books at the end there's going to be a section like this and it is going to increasingly uh, harangue you about how war is bullshit (laughs) and you should stop doing it.
0: <laughs> that's very good
1: it's where i th- it, it, it's the 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 change from subtext uh to <laughs> to supra text <laughs>
0: not even meta it's a step beyond that supra text
1: yeah it, it's it's the superluminal superluminal advertising uh that the navy uses in the simpsons just she just leans <laughs> out the window and says
0: hey war is bad <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's hecate I think, and I think she's, she, she has read this Life journal post that Marco made about how he's on the run now. And she's like, okay, I'm not going to delete this one. I'm just going to add a note at the bottom so that people know we're still watching.
1: This is her message in the guest book?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Hecate at com says, we do know who they are. And we know you too. Wow. Yep. So I can't wait to figure out which one of us is definitely right. it's definitely (laughs) one of us. Yeah, yeah. Definitely one of the two of us is right. Yes. Uh, Is there anything else from this book that you wanted to talk about?
1: I did want to mention that there was an excellent callback to Megamorphs 4, uh, where they had the alternate reality where Axe fell in love with Oreos uh, rather than Cinnabons. (laughs) um, Because the Chi had Oreos in their fridge and Axe was very into them. Uh, so excellent callback to MM4 here with Axe and the Oreos. Also, Axe and the Oreos is the name of my doo-wop revival band.
0: <laughs> I like that. It would be a good name for, a, like, a barbershop quartet.
1: Ooh, yeah. Okay, that's what it is. It's, it's the name of my barbershop quartet.
0: <laughs> that's delightful. Uh, I liked there was one part where, uh, when Peter meets Eric for the first time, and he's so entranced by the hologram (laughs) he keeps running his hand through eric's like stomach hologram area and eric looks so uncomfortable (laughs) but he doesn't say anything (laughs) and marco's just like poor eric he's really having his dignity infringed upon (laughs) i like that moment very much
1: he goes to the trouble to to alter his hologram's expression to show discomfort but doesn't (laughs) say anything
0: <laughs> it's such a good moment. Very good. And Peter very doesn't good. notice. He's so entranced. He's
1: gone full nerd. He's like, "You gotta tell me how this works. It's so cool."
0: <laughs> ah, very good. A good book.
1: Yeah, yeah. I man, this was a great book. I'm really looking forward to things just popping off from here on out. I'm really looking forward to seeing how Marco, being in uh, living underground, both literally and figuratively. <laughs> affects his relationship with the rest of the Animorphs, because I know when David had to do it, it things became very strained. But mm. Marco's got a history, so of course things aren't going to get as strained, but, but still, it's I, I want to see how it affects it, because I, it's got to wear on him just being stuck in Chi-land all day.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing all of the other Animorphs one by one go full Rachel as things start to ramp up.
1: Mm, that's really all Marco we ever wanted. First.
0: Yeah, it really is. We
1: just wanted a book full of Rachels.
0: It's true. It's true. Even the books about Rachel are barely full of Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> still
1: salty. Barely full of Rachel might be a good name for the episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, Whew. I like it uh yeah is there anything else nothing for me yeah nothing for me either this is a great book i'm very excited i'm so excited brent i know we made it we're doing it
1: i'm super jazzed we're we're <sighs> we're in the point where it's things are they're just ramping up yeah. um so that'll do it for this week
0: yeah next week is book 46 the deception it is an X P O V. pov do you think the deception is against the other andalites
1: I doubt it, because the cover has him changing into a fighter pilot, and that I'm trying to come up with a scenario in which he mm. has to change into a fighter pilot to deceive the other anamorphs, uh, but I'm bad at improv, so... <laughs> I-, I need somebody in the audience to throw out a location.
0: <laughs> Southern California!
1: All right, I'm hearing a Denny's.
0: <laughs> I think you're pretty good at improv, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the deception is i think ax is going to, to try to hide his affair with oreos from cinnabon
1: oh yeah
0: and i think it's really going to tear ax apart emotionally to sort of be be balancing it's kind of a kind of an ava nora situation but you know ax really, isn't you think the victim here
1: cinnabon is
0: right but you know ax is going to make it all about himself oh, like of course yeah <laughs> just like he always does <laughs> So thanks for listening.
1: If you want to hit us <laughs> up, if you want to send us an email, uh, we're Fandalites at gmail.com. We're t- uh, on Twitter at Fandalites. We've got a Tumblr at Fandalites.tumblr.com. Uh, you can subscribe uh, to our podcast wherever you subscribe to your podcasts or listen to it at uh, Fandalites.com, our website. Thanks to Justin O'Dell for the use of his music for our intro and outro. Uh, and until next time, remember, nostalgia is a drug.